Welcome to the Lead Every Day Show. Our mission is to see a world well-led. And our strategy to get there? To empower leaders like you to lead every day. So let's get to work. What separates good teams from really great teams? We think we know the answer, and we're going to share it with you today. Welcome to the Lead Every Day Show. I'm Randy Gravitt. And I'm Mark Miller. And we're fired up that you're with us today. Thanks for joining us again as we've been talking about improving team performance. And it's it's crazy. You can have all the talent in the world and even be leveling up the skills. But if you can't get everybody, we said yesterday, it's better together. If you can't get everybody together, and this idea today is going to be one of those, it's the idea of pursuing genuine community. It's just like well, if, there's a, if there's a community, you know, a camaraderie, so to speak, it, it, it does become a huge competitive advantage. Yeah, it's the difference maker. The world is full of good teams, teams with talent and skills, but that's not enough if you want to create a high-performance team. Yeah, so years ago, uh, I, know, I know you had a, an interesting conversation with some guys who are teams guys. They, they wrote a book on teams. Tell us about your, your, uh, yeah. your conversation with John. Uh, Katzenbach. Katzenbach, yeah. John Katzenbach. Well, a little bit of a context. We had been working at this point for several years trying to figure out what sets the most elite teams in the world apart from all others. And we were actually struggling to figure out what is it. We, we knew there was something different, but we couldn't figure out what it was. And I had an insight while reading The Wisdom of Teams, um, John Katzenbach and... Um, Smith, I think, was his co-author, uh, and they actually said that only once in your lifetime would you be on one of these really, really special teams, and I found that to be quite discouraging. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I'm, I'm like... Well, you're going to be on a lot of teams. I right? hate those odds, like yeah, once not, in your lifetime, but, but the, the more I read, what they were saying is that's how often these great teams emerge spontaneously. And they actually didn't have a prescription to change those odds, but they described those teams as a place where people really cared about each other deeply, far beyond the work. And it was in that moment that I realized what they were describing is what we had been calling community. Community is a place where people know and love and serve and celebrate and mourn together. It's really a place where you do life together. And we had already decided that you could be very intentional. You can be very strategic in building community. And I had a, the opportunity to talk to John Katzenbach and explain our theory here. And he said, you may be right. And I said, well, thanks, but why would you say that? He said that since they wrote the book, they had seen more and more instances where this thing that he had trouble articulating that we called community, it was present. And I said, John, you can build community about 95% of the time if the leader is strategic, purposeful, and intentional. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to have a high-performance team. You still got to get talent. You, you still got to skill them up. But community is the turbocharger. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think so many people, uh, let, let's back up there half a step. So many times we think if we just go back to what you said the other day about family versus a team, so, sometimes we think if we just do what we're describing here today, 
that's enough. We mm. we do have to have talent and we do have to be, have skills. skills. Yeah. And Community team, is no team substitute. Skills, meetings, conflict, all that stuff we talked about. You may love each other and be lousy performers. Right. I, I know, <laughs> I've seen teams. I've been on teams yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, that. And that's great. That's it's fun. No, it's to not. Have, have, well, it's fun to have dinner, <laughs> but that's about it. Yeah, exactly. Because the results, what we talked about the first day, they, they suffer if we don't, if all we have is community. So that's not what we're we're saying here. But you have to have it if you're going to go to that rare air of high performance. Your very best is available. And and you just kind of r- rattled off a second ago, but we've taken the time to define this. We think it's important. It's one thing to say community, but that's just like, what does that mean? Right. A, a lot of people say that's really squishy. I've had leaders tell me, this, this sounds like soft stuff, and then when you teach them and you start talking about it and you really start prying a little bit, they'll come back and go, that's actually the hardest thing I heard today. It was like that, uh, I, got, I got some well, work Well, it is counterintuitive. It, it is, it is. I mean, a lot of leaders will say, leave your personal life at home, and this is just the opposite. Check your heart at the door. This and, is just and, and, the opposite. Yeah, exactly. And then people have told us before, well, you can't really work with your friends, and our our statement to that is, why would you want to work with some people that are not your friend? I mean, that, that makes no sense, and so... This is a real this is a real deal. But go let's go back to the list. It's like you that you get to know each other, right? Mm-hmm. And, and 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 you can facilitate that you can as a leader. Faci- you, you can enable that. You that's can exactly right. You can create the context and the environment where that is the expectation. Yeah. And then where we say where we love each other, where we actually love working together and we love, you know, cheering for the other person and 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 that's the celebrating part. And then if something's something's going hard for somebody that we grieve, you know, you, if they're you need hurting, to show up. we're hurting and and then we serve each other, some of those kind of things. So we think it's important to, to define that. And and if when we do define that, it gives us a chance to really make some progress. Well, so you can activate it you, once, you, once you define it. You can. But you can't. It, it's hard to, to activate something you can't articulate. Yeah. I, I, and I'd give one more encouragement. I, I think the word empathy ties in here a lot when we think about it. So empathy is, uh, we, we hear empathy all the time. Like people say, you ought to have empathy. And and uh, I need more empathy. I mean, I you know some 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 of you listening, it's probably easier for you to show empathy than others. I actually looked up empathy. It means to understand and share in the feelings of another. And if you're going to start anywhere, just around your table, do you understand what's going on with the people around your table, and do you share in that? It's, I, I find that times where something's going really good for you, and I'm over here going. I understand that, but I'm not really sharing in that. I'm over here going, man, I wish something good would would happen for me rather than I'm really celebrating my teammate or something's going bad for you. And I understand that. And I'm over here going, man, I'm glad that's not me. That's not empathy. That's, that's, you know, that's something else. That's something else. I don't know what it is, but that's not empathy. And so when we really get to a point where we cheer for the promotion of the people around us, where we hurt when the people around us are hurting, those kind of things, that's a higher level. And when we see teams that get this, they're really hard to compete with. I mean, yeah, but how do you get that? Yeah. And, and I would argue that the cornerstone is knowing and being known. Uh, fun story from many, many years ago. Some folks would remember that Lou Holtz uh, had a real successful season at Notre Dame. Yep. But, you know, he was teaching football, coaching football, the same way he was from the 1960s in Arkansas. And I had a chance to talk to him about this. What he realized is that when he began to build community, he didn't use the language, but he talked about all the things we're talking about, the players began to root for and pull for each other. And I read a quote from one of his players in the local paper, and it said, the coach made us all share our stories in front of the team. And he said, I realize that it's much harder to give up on someone 
when you know their story. So that's just one piece of it, but that was a fun example uh, from the real world, and that that team went on to do some great things. Yeah, that's good. So, so give us an idea here. Like, what's something we can do to to get to know our? I mean, like, got you got a thought for somebody who might be leading a meeting or? Sure. If this is a new idea to you, I would say at your next meeting, begin the meeting with just a few minutes of community building and and knowing and being known is a great place to start. Now, let me let me say, you may have to explain to people why you're doing this because they're going to look at you like you've lost <laughs> your mind. Yeah. But ask people to share something uh, from their past, a favorite childhood memory or something, or their favorite food. I know that sounds really basic and really simple, but you got to start slow. You don't start by saying, share your worst fear uh, or your worst childhood memory. People yeah. won't be ready for that. I've got one. Uh, I have a friend, John Gordon. You may have heard of John Gordon. John's a, an author, and John has this little thing he does called Hero Highlight Hardship. And so what you do is you is you go back to, think think back to when you were in high school. Who was one of your heroes? What was one of your highlights or what was something hard you went through? And you don't share all three. You just pick one of the three. And so yeah. you you just you sort of put that out there on the table and let let people pick how vulnerable yeah. they want to be, how much they want to share. And and you don't just do it one time to check right. it off the box. You right. really start building this like you're talking I've been about. in groups for more than 20 years and we're still building community. It's cumulative over time. Like, like drops in a bucket. And it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. You just gotta, you gotta stay on it. Yeah. So as we land this today, I want to encourage you to get to know the people around your table. If you really want to improve team performance, this idea of building genuine, genuine might be the key word there, genuine community where you really empathize, care for each other. You 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 really do try to do everything you can to help each other. And when you do that, it 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 does take you from that place of being a really good team to that rare air of high performance where you you become a high performance team, a great team. It's pretty cool when you do that. If you haven't downloaded the assessment yet, go to leadeveryday.com. You can, you can click the improve team performance button. We have that free assessment there. It'll help you calibrate where you are and you can really get on to a, to a track this year to make your team the best that it's ever been. We hope you'll do that. Also hope you'll join us tomorrow for our next episode. Remember, the best leaders lead every day.